0: Cardinals corner from Arizona sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome back into another edition of Cardinals Corner. Flying alongside me as always is Arizona sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. I am Eric Ruby. We are here to talk some Cardinals football in the offseason. And of course, that draft, it's coming up quick, Tyler. In mm-hmm. Kansas City, Cardinals will the third overall pick. And a little birdie told me, little cardinal mm. on my shoulder told mm. me, Tyler, that you're gonna be there in person on the 27th. That is that correct?
1: That uh, I can confirm those sources. Yeah, my Whoa. sources
0: are correct. Your yeah. agent who reached out yep. to me to have me tweet it. Yep. that is correct. Uh, yes? I think I
1: did it. He did it in bold lettering, uh, very small spacing.
0: Bold small lettering. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised
1: perfect. you got it. Yeah, I'm surprised you read all of
0: it. Oh no, trust me, your agent is very loud <laughs> and makes sure that I get all the press releases. I every, every single time we have an episode to record, Tyler's agent walks in first. I don't actually talk to yeah. Tyler and. Unless the mic's on. And he slides me a paper of the list of Tyler's accomplishments and things that he's been up to that I need to mention. And one of those is... (laughs) there's going to be a new member of the Drake family.
1: Yes, there Pitot is. Kid number two on the way. Number Congratulations, thank Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, yep. We found out it's going to be a girl. She's due on September 26, I believe. She's Rory and Drake. So girl dad, girl dad for life. I think. Well, I hate to break it <laughs> to you, which I'm Tyler. happy about. I'm happy about
0: it. We are not here to talk about you being a girl dad. No, as we're not. As much as I'd love to, but do wait, a quick wait, wait, wait.
1: another it. thing happened though too. This past week, it was your birthday that you didn't yeah, tell anybody anyway, about. So happy Arizona birthday. The
0: Cardinals have discussed the. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, I appreciate it. All right. Right now that we've got our formalities out of the way, let's actually talk about some football, Tyler. Yep. And let's talk about the number three overall pick because, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, quote, at least six teams, end quote, have talked to the Cardinals about trading for the number three overall pick. What came across your mind when you first saw this on this fine Monday morning? I think we know five of them. List them.
1: We've got the Colts, we've got the Raiders, we've got the Falcons, we've got the Seahawks randomly, we've got the Titans. That's five. That's five. So then now we get to who's the other team or teams. And for me, I think you go down the line and you look at maybe the Detroit Lions want to get in the mix. Maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want to get in the mix. So... Those are probably the two teams I would say might be included in that mix. I think those five should be included in the mix because they're right there and that third pick is really coveted and everybody wants to move up, it sounds like.
0: If those five, you say the Colts, the Raiders, the Seahawks, and I'm Falcons. Falcons. Titans. And Titans. If those five are not in on trying to trade for the number 3 overall pick, then I just don't think their front offices are doing their due diligence. Yeah, exactly. And let's go through that list. I don't want to start with the first team you mentioned. I want to start with the team that grabbed my attention the most. And unsurprisingly, that is the Seattle Seahawks.
1: <laughs> I think everybody's a little...
0: Right, it's, it's, it's weird. it makes too much sense in one way, and yep. it makes absolutely no sense in the other way. On one hand... They got the fifth pick. They will look to probably get a quarterback, and moving up is important for them in this draft. Yeah. On the other hand... I don't... Yeah, On the other hand, you could trade them that pick, and they could draft either the quarterback that's going to ruin your life for the next decade... Or the pass rusher. Or Will Anderson Jr., the guy who, (laughs) either way, you could have had him if you trade out of that pick and somebody takes him, and now he plays for the Seahawks. Do you have any... Idea in your mind of how likely it could be that this would happen, or is it just kind of like a the Seahawks are there, so we have to throw them in?
1: I feel like it's more that I think it's more of hey, you got to do your due diligence and see if they want to come up. I just think with them re-signing Geno, they've got Drew Lock coming back. I think they are okay, and maybe they look into a quarterback the next season, but. Yeah, what I'm, what I would be worried about if I was the Cardinals and Monty and making a deal with this is that yeah, you you make that move maybe under the impression of hey they're gonna go maybe they'll go get that quarterback and then they go get Will Anderson and then you're, got oh man I mean Kyler Murray returns to face maybe one of their best players now moving forward for uh f- the foreseeable future the
0: thought of Will Anderson Jr. wearing a Seahawks jersey sacking, green sacking Kyler yeah. Murray yeah. makes me physically angry it, yeah no it makes it me physically angry. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if the Seahawks come with a better package than every other team... There's got to be another first involved, if they're doing that. that. that That's the the line? That's the line of the NFC West uh, tax is an extra first-round pick?
1: I think so. Even though you're up that high, you probably could get away with not giving another first, but I think if you're really going inner division like that, you've got to do it.
0: I can... I want to say that it doesn't matter and you take the best package, but when you look at the history of Arizona sports, you look at Seattle. You just look at the history between the two teams. It just it makes it's sense just... for it not to work out for the Cardinals if it happens. But also new regime, yep. Right? And they could be desperately needing a lot of draft picks and maybe the right move is, hey, let's take these Seahawks who are desperate to make a move. Let's capitalize on it Um, now when we actually have a little bit of the leverage because they do the cardinals have the leverage in the situation they can go and they can say hey we've got what six teams coming and talking to us like you you have leverage that way and i'm sure that it was put out there into the world for a specific reason because it's draft time but the cardinals had the leverage Mm -hmm. and if you are able to get that extra first rounder out of the seahawks yep I, I think I'd pull the trigger.
1: But you also have to look, like, w- what's the Seahawks' outlook this next season? Because I don't think they're going to be that team that we all expected last year to be can bad. Can throw
0: a flag on the play? Yeah. Yeah, we can't talk about expectations with the Seahawks. No, I'm just they saying. Look at last season.
1: That for, But at that first-round pick, th- that could really decide, like, if they want to throw out a first-rounder, that could really be the deciding factor. Like, oh, if they're going to be 8-8, eight and eight, that's a middle-of-the-road first-round pick. If they're going to fall off again, but if they go and get Will I Anderson, I think they, they're going to be good. don't understand how they would or not, fall off, not 8-8
0: like we're all, <laughs> I don't. I don't understand how the Seahawks could fall off this year. I don't either. I, I, just because of last season, especially because their success was predicated on a bunch of rookie talent.
1: Oh, I know. I don't.
0: I just don't understand. Will going to be so good. You you can't. If I'm going to get a Seahawks first rounder, I might want to look at a couple years down the line. Yeah, and th- and th- so I th- th- that's got to
1: be part of the process. It's like, okay, I think I would rather make a deal with the Atlanta Falcons because that first round pick that they would probably shell out is going to be decent next year, I think.
0: And even if you if you make a trade with the Falcons and you get fleeced, or you are on the wrong end of the deal, and the Falcons draft some generational quarterback, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, Bryce, whoever doesn't left, matter, or they take Will Anderson Jr. That matters. <laughs> Even
1: with that, no, but that's the thing. no, I know they're they're if, out of if they trade if for the seven, Falcons, they're that far out. They're if it's not going to get the
0: Falcons. Get I don't yeah. like. I don't care that yeah. much. If Will Anderson Jr. has a Hall of Fame career for the Falcons, I'll be mad, mm-hmm. but I
1: won't be. It's not the same.
0: Like out of body angry. Yeah. If I have to watch any of those guys on the Seahawks because the Cardinals let them get that pick, mm-hmm. I'll be angry. And if I'm if I'm Arizona, the pick that I would be worried about the most is not Will Anderson Jr. Okay. It's Anthony Richardson, Mm -hmm. because Seattle Seattle is the perfect place for that guy to go sit behind Mm -hmm. Geno Smith, who was a high draft pick, spent all of his career on the bench, in turmoil, whatever, ends up in Seattle, has an incredible season. He's going to play. He's going to be their starting quarterback for the next year. He's getting paid like it. Mm -hmm. You bring in Anthony Richardson... No expectation to play in a system where quarterbacks have thrived before and a full year under the Seahawks to get better, that's nightmare scenario. Yep. Nightmare. Yep. So I yep. don't think you yep. can do it. Nope. I I don't that extra first round pick would be enticing. Too much about liability. But it's tough. Okay, let's talk about the other teams though. Raiders, Colts. Are those kind of on the same level for you?
1: I mean, Colts is probably the best one. I think Colts Colts is the best one because you're going you can make a trade, you can get some extra assets and you can still get Will Anderson. Right. You can't do that with any of these other other draft or other trade scenarios.
0: Yeah, I guess that's assuming that Will Anderson's there and that's assuming that these teams are trading up to take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a likely scenario that if the Raiders trade up, they're going to maybe go get a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think but so. But also
0: why wouldn't the Raiders want Will Anderson Jr.? They just signed Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: <sighs> yeah, I, Jimmy's just an overpaid bridge quarterback.
0: I get that, but he's still a bridge quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So you have that bridge. Yeah. So what? Do you take Will Anderson Jr. now and get a quarterback next year?
1: Mm, man, him and Chandler—that would be oof. What about the Lions? Lions? I, you actually—you know what? You might be able to still snag Will there. I think that's you might be able to. It's you've got to you've got to call the other teams and be like, "Are you taking a quarterback or not?" But that's that's really what it comes down to. Is
0: I mean, it would be the Seah- it, the Seahawks. Would get Will Anderson. If the the Cardinals are picking after the Seahawks, and Will Anderson Jr. is on the board... Yeah, of course it's going to happen I I don't think they're going to take a quarterback just out of pettiness. Mm -hmm. But let's say, hypothetically, they don't. You trade with the Lions. Colts are going to take a quarterback, right? Okay? Yep. Then Lions are going to probably take a quarterback if they trade with you. I don't think they're going to trade up to get Will Anderson Jr. They probably want somebody to replace Goff. Seattle might still want a quarterback at that point, Mm -hmm. but they might not be there. So now it's really... does. Will Anderson Jr. go to Seattle? But he might not. Like, they do need a quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah. there's a chance you trade with the Lions, you get the sixth pick, you're still walking home with Will Anderson Jr. and a bevy of whatever the heck yeah, is thrown at you're you. you're probably getting a little extra there. And I I don't want to dismiss the importance of replenishing all those picks and and how great it would be on paper to turn one top three pick into first rounders, second rounders, third rounders, you know, going forward. That's huge for a new regime in Monty Osenford, who's supposed to be draft guy, mm-hmm. find these late hits, Patriots guy, you know, earn your spot, seventh round. But at the same time, you really want to trade this opportunity? <clears throat> you don't know if you're going to be there again. I guess the assumption is that they're going to tank this year. Yeah. I don't know if that's fully fair. Yeah. I don't. And mm-hmm. that's because of something we're going to talk about in a couple minutes with Kyler. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can go in and be like, the Arizona Cardinals are going to have a top three draft pick next year. Yeah. Is it a likely scenario? One of them, for sure. Yeah. But there's a chance this team is middling. Yeah. Really bad at the beginning of the season. Fine kind at the of end figures of it. it out. Yeah. Eight and nine. Not eight and eight.
1: No way they're going eight and nine. I'll put that on right. right now.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But what I'm saying is, there's a chance. There's a chance this team is not as bad as everybody thinks they are, mm-hmm. and that this is the only chance that they might have in the Monty Austin Ford era if he does want to turn things around. To get a top three guy, mm-hmm. and we've seen these top three guys come in and completely change franchises. Mm-hmm. We've also seen them blow the pick though too.
1: And you also, and uh, yeah, and you've got to see like how much. Is that unknown draft capital that you might bring in? Does that, when you're looking at the talent that you might get from those picks, doesn't warrant getting out of that generational cornerstone type talent that Will Anderson could be? Got a question for you. Yes.
0: I need to know what this means or if it means anything. Okay. The Cardinals meeting with TCU wide receiver Quinton Johnson. I like it. He's not going to go top three. No. Obviously. No. They don't have a mid-first-round pick, which is where he would be picked most likely. Yeah,
1: yeah. I could see him maybe being a high second, too. But I think he'd be a late... I think he's trending more so as a late first, but there's one... I I can't think of the other guy's name right now off the top of my head. Him and Johnston are the two that are going to be the two, I think, first off the board.
0: Not Jordan Addison. No, or no. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yes, yeah, that one. Yeah, he's he's good, and his brother is pretty good at base. So
1: I too. think those two guys are. That's going to be one and two. I don't know how it's going to shape out, but I think yeah. I mean, it really. I think it just depends on how many quarterbacks are going in the first round and how many trades are going to get m- made. And I, I really think it would have to be a later. It, that would have to be like more of like, hey, the Bucks are coming up and trading with you. Go take them at nineteen. Well, see
0: that, and, and that's kind of. But I think that's high. I also I think that. I don't know if that's. I like Quentin Johnson. I don't know if 19's high for him if 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 Smith and Jigba's gone. But I don't I don't like investing the first round pick in a wide receiver. Not this year. Yeah. Especially not when Marvin Harrison Junior is next year. Yeah. That's and not true. not saying that you can you can just bank on getting that guy or whatever. But I'm not unless the trade package is I'm talking knock my socks off extra first round and second round picks galore. I'm not trading back from the third pick to draft a wide receiver. And, there ha- and, and I think you, there has to be a clear plan on what's going on with Hopkins.
1: You can't just bring him in and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep Hopkins around. Or, oh, yeah, we don't know what we're doing yet. Like, there's got to be a plan made. Putting...
0: Can there be a clear plan made?
1: <sighs> I don't
0: know. I,
1: that's, that's the question. I,
0: I don't know. I think it's up to a lot more than just the Cardinals. I think if it was just up to the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins would be in another uniform right now. Mm-hmm. Personally, I believe that. But the price point, are you willing to part with him for maybe less than what you traded for him, which was already not a lot? Ugh. Tough scene, right? But that's Rough. what it looks like it might be.
1: And he won't get to wear the new uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it's it's one of those things where it's it's really going to have to be like it's the chicken or the egg kind of conversation, I think it is. It's like, all right, yeah, obviously you want to go look at these wide receivers that are coming up and maybe find that new number one. But at the same time, what's Hopkins doing? What does that mean? Why would you bring in a guy if Hopkins is still there? And I mean, yeah, it's just, they've got to figure something out really fast and not really fast, but like eh, by draft kind of day, fast. by draft day, something needs to be figured days out away, Tyler,
0: yeah. like that's they need not, to figure it out. That's not a long time. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this Deandre Hopkins trade situation for a lot longer than how many days are left before oh, yeah. the draft.
1: And it's just, and it's, it's, Obviously, after June 1st, if you cut them or you trade them, which they're not, they better not, not they better not cut them. But post June 1st, it's the, the dead money hit is separated between the two seasons instead of, I think it's like what, 20 million in that one season this, this year. So, and you save money coming back the cap and you get the future assets. So after June 1st would be great, but do you really want to wait that long? And you can use that asset in this draft potentially with whatever you get back.
0: And maybe it's something to where, Somebody trades for the number three overall pick. They might also want DeAndre Hopkins, and that might just mean give us an extra second and a third. Yep. Give us an extra first. Like if you're in there negotiating, why can't Hopkins be a part of that too? And it's weird to say trade the number three overall pick with DeAndre Hopkins because what world are we living in? But is that not yeah. somewhat of a possibility or at least it's yeah, happening in two it, yeah. separate trades rather quickly? Boom, boom. Yeah,
1: I can see that. So, so
0: when you're in Kansas City on the 27th, do you expect Hopkins to be traded? On the on draft day, by then, the next seventeen Ooh. days, Cardinals are picking. Is DeAndre Hopkins on the roster? I think he's going to get traded the week before. So next week,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, next, yeah, week. I guess, yeah. Wow, yeah, oh yeah, let's go next week. It's, let's do that. It's
0: coming up. Fast. Odell,
1: Odell's going Odell to the Ravens, the Ravens. So there's one domino. Yep. one year, eighteen million. That's gonna that's gonna tweak the market a little bit. So. Yeah, let's let's go with next week. I think Dominoes fall a little bit faster. You know, you've got the off-season workouts happening now, so you want to get your guys in there. If they, if I mean it's voluntary, but you want to get your guys in there. So, I I mean, if I'm a new team trying to get Hopkins, I'm going to try to make a deal as soon as I can.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, you would have to imagine if somebody really wants him, they probably will do that before the draft because. They might draft wide receivers instead. You want to know what position you need to draft before you go into the draft. Yep. And if you trade for DeAndre Hopkins, you're either going to be sending out players that you're going to need to replace, or you're not going to need to be drafting the way that you were drafting before. Yeah. Because if you're trading for DeAndre Hopkins, you need a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So that's up in the air. Trading the number three overall pick is still in the air. And also, among all of this <laughs> big picture, Kyler Murray's... Return is still up in the air. Good segue. And we saw, thank you. That's that new, that new twenty-four-year-old uh, segue, baby. Come on, twenty-four. I know. Don't don't make me feel bad about it. Uh, people people around the office were like, "Oh, did you get your driver's license today?" Uh, yep, yep. And I said, "No, I'm not old enough yet." <laughs> But I could drive it's this my, podcast. That's my permit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's now get off track after that good segue. Yep. And talk about Kyler. Thirteen weeks post ACL surgery, he posted on his Instagram story last week, he was doing some squats. And that led me to get into my pondering stage, Tyler. And you know it's always dangerous when I get into my pondering stage. And I'm wondering.
1: Christian pondering? Yes. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> and Samantha <laughs> pondering. Um I'm wondering if really we're not going to see Kyler for half of the season this year. Yeah. Because, first and foremost, this ain't the ACL injuries of 10 years ago. No. five years ago. Kids yeah. in college are tearing their ACL and they're coming back before the season ends.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Modern medicine, modern athletes in recovery when it comes to ACL compared to everything in the past is completely different. You're already seeing it with Kyler. Already back squatting. He's been... Moving around for a couple weeks now, according to his Instagram story, which is basically all we have to go off here. Yeah. So my question to you is, what do you do if Kyler's ready? If Kyler says he's physically ready to play week two, week three, week four, and you're 0-1, 0-2, 0-3, are you going to trot him out there?
1: Okay, well, you said Physically. The, the big he thinks he's physically the ready. big the big question is going to be is he mentally ready and that's the thing that every time we talk to Jonathan Gannon new head coach he always says that until he is physically and mentally ready he will not play and I just think we all need to see what what happened with him last year in the off season I mean obviously different regime but you got to still look at the work that he put in he was still injured a little bit too but I they're going to slow roll him I don't see him playing. Any sort of... I Just anything. No, Even if he's ready, no preseason work, no training camp. Like, very little training camp work of that. I don't think he's going to be ready by then. But, like, that's the say. If we're saying he's going to be ready, we've got to kind of look at that. But I don't think they're going to... I think they're going to wait, give it a couple weeks into the season, really make sure he is checking off every box, and then check them again before you actually roll him out.
0: I think that this time off for Kyler... And to be able just to see everything that's going on, to be able to slow himself down. Because one thing about an injury is it takes you out of your comfort zone. It takes you out of your routine. Right now, what Kyler Murray is doing to prepare for this season is completely different than a year ago. 100%. Mostly because there's no contract arguments. But... It's completely different. His workouts, his rehab, his schedule, where he is. All his that, mental game. I mean, everything, completely everything's completely different. Yep. And if there's anything that needed to shift in Kyler, it was what, Tyler? <laughs> it was the mental side of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Even former general manager Steve Kime was on the Green Light podcast, and he said the very same thing.
2: You know, I think he he still needs to grow. And, yeah. and it's not a again it's not slanting towards his his character he he is not a bad guy he's yeah. a really good kid has a good smile and has a nice way about him um i think it's like anything guys have to continue to learn what it's going to take to be great you know does does he know what Peyton Manning and Tom Brady know knows what it takes to be great no um does he work? He does work. Um, I think it's just that side of the, uh, the game, the, the, the film study, the attention to detail part that he can continue to improve upon. And I think he will um because Kyler's a proud guy man he doesn't want to he doesn't want to lose and he doesn't want to um let people down so you know I think his best ball is ahead of him I think they need to be creative and do the right things with them offensively but you know I think that the best ball is ahead of him and I think he'll get it right but like I said it's just to me in that area of watching film studying the game attention to detail uh I think that's the area where he can vastly improve could not all of
0: that improve because he was injured yeah Especially, and then you've got to think,
1: new regime, you're getting, you might be getting a new, I mean, you're getting a new playbook. You've got to make sure you know what the heck's going on, who's running what. Steve Kime even said, you need to be creative on offense. I think he, I I think he really leaned into that one a little bit. I heard that, I heard that again today. I'm like, yep, he was going for somewhere on that one. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what you said. It's, it's, it's a whole different type of ramp up to the season. And you don't know when you're going to play. You don't know if you're going to play. Like, it's just, there's a lot of things that you have to do as a player to get yourself as ready as possible. And I think that's really taking on that mental game and really diving into the playbook and really spending time and, you know, taking yourself out of being on the field and looking at it at a different aspect. I mean, we talked to him last year and the year before when he was hurt and how he would get a different view on the sideline. And he said it would help him. Colt McCoy talks about this all the time, too. So... Getting those kind of looks, I think, could go a long way, but you've really got to utilize the time that you don't have to play on the field and really work up your mental off of it.
0: Right, and I want to make sure this is very clear. Very clear. I am not happy that Kyler Murray got injured. I don't think it was a good thing. Oh, no. Especially where the season was going. I would trade it in an instant if possible, but that's the reality we live in. Yep. No way around it. And trust me, I'm sure Kyler's had to face it himself. But sometimes you need an outside force to slow you down. Yeah. Sometimes life hits you in the face because you are tunnel vision. Yep. And what might have been considered the worst thing that could possibly happen to you could end up being a positive. Yeah. And that's what I see here. Because life hit Kyler Murray in the face. Hard. Hard. Well, in the knee. But hard. Mm-hmm. Really hard. Yeah. And took a guy who is on his natural ability, his smarts, and through learning the game, was the number one pick in the NFL draft. <laughs> There's less than 100 people who could say that in the history of this planet. Mm-hmm. He's one of them. He doesn't think he needs to slow down, because why would he? Yeah, he's not to slowing, this point. Not slowing down is the reason why he made multiple <clears throat> Pro Bowls. Yep. It's the reason why he's been so damn good when he's on. Mm-hmm. But it's also the reason why he maybe hasn't hit that next level. And now you don't have a choice. Yeah, you have to slow down. You have to sit there, unable to run, unable to walk at times. Yep. And when you do, you don't feel the same. No, Kyler no. Murray has to completely reassess how he assesses the game. Because he knows, and I know he doesn't want to say this, but he knows that it's going to be different afterwards. Oh, yeah. There's no, you can be a better athlete after your ACL tear now with modern medicine. Yep. But it's still going to be different.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you've got to really look at how he plays already. Before he got hurt, he w- he was very much conscience conscious of I've got to keep myself at a harm's way wherever I can possible. If that means sliding, means getting out of bounds, you know that's what I've got to do. And I think we're going to see him. He's going to have to balance that better now because I think his mental game is still going to tell him like You got to get out right now, right now, right now because you don't want to injure yourself again. But at the same time, I mean that's why we're having this conversation. Like if you cannot have that kind of thought in your head outside of I got to do the normal things I'm used to doing before I got hurt.
0: And for everybody who's like almost rooting to rewire Kyler, the people who are like, oh, he doesn't study and he doesn't take the game seriously. He needs a complete change. It's like there's truth in the middle. Yeah. There's always truth in the middle. Yep. Does he probably need to spend more time doing it? I'm sure. Yep. That's only because of the standard that he's held to. And now... I don't know if I want Kyler Murray completely rewired. I liked Kyler Murray as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I just want it tweaked. Yeah, I just want a couple little things changed. Well, and
1: it's like what you said. It's like he became the number one pick for a reason, right? You, You don't want to rewire somebody that can that has already shown how successful he can be. You just yeah, like you said, you need to tweak him. You need to dial him around a little bit. Like that's really what it comes down to. And also. Man, for what time said he's not getting very much flack compared to uh, our buddy Kelvin Beecham. <laughs> oh, no, no, no.
0: But pe- people will always people will always gravitate towards the player and I mean I I hope that just through all of this Kyler's able to sit there and understand that None of these people are out to get him. Some of the fans are, which is a weird sentence to say that some of the fans of the Arizona Cardinals are out to get Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. You can not like him, but some people just feel like it's a vendetta.
1: No, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, you can. I mean, even people change their avatars on Twitter to just poke fun at all the time. It's just come on, guys. Let's let's be. I'm just adults.
0: I'm hoping that he doesn't completely change out of this, but he does learn and grow and. Maybe he wasn't that open to learning and growing before because everything he was doing was working for him. Injury-wise, health-wise, mental-wise, production-wise, it was all working. But Mm -hmm. now, it might not. He might have to sit and readdress everything. Speaking of revisiting things, reassessing, readdressing, you want to talk about an old friend that we talked about a lot last summer? You know, I mean, we talked about it in pre-show prep. I'm not setting you up for something that you don't know. It's Isaiah Simmons, oh, because we yeah. have not talked about him Ooh. a lot. And there's a really big decision coming up on Isaiah Simmons, yes. fifth-year option at the beginning of May, right after the draft. So I wanted to sneak in a little Simmons talk now, because I'm sure you being there, us all around here, we're going to get swept up in the draft craziness. I'm going to start with a very, very simple question, and then we're going to dive into the not-so-simple details. Do you pick up Isaiah Simmons' fifth-year option? (laughs) Ooh. uh, Half of me says yes. What does the
1: other half say? No. No, and why? (laughs) So one side of the yes, I mean, the dude is a unicorn they don't they you have to but you have to find a spot for him. He we know he's athletic. You know he can change the game. I mean, look at week 2 what he did. And he wasn't really even starting them because he had bad practice habits. So you got that side, but then you look at the other side. It's a new regime. It's it's just do you really want to stick with a guy that you can't find a position for already and he's not even a guy that you brought in personally. So I think it really comes down to can they envision him being in this defense at really one position more than another? Because let's take it a step further. Kazeer White should be starting alongside David Collins. So where does Isaiah go from there? That's going to be the big thing. So I think I'm leaning towards they don't because they really, he's still positionless unless they know what they want to do and don't want to tell anybody. But I swear, I don't, I don't, I think they're still figuring it out or they already have made it a decision that he doesn't fit.
0: All right. I get both sides. I completely understand the no side. I have very much on the record over the last offseason expressed my concerns about the utilization of Isaiah Simmons, the execution of it on his end, all of that. You have to pick this up because new regime, a defensive minded guy and somebody who like he hasn't sucked. Yeah. People are acting like he's been a bad football player. That's just not no, true.
1: I think he it's had 99 just, tackles this past year, and with like he had what, over 100 the season picks, before, right? A couple fumbles. Yeah, I mean he he he
0: stats he stuffs the stats. Like he's fine. Like he on uh, what he is right now, not being utilized in my opinion correctly almost ever. He has still been a very productive NFL player, and the last thing you need to start off your regime is to not pick up the fifth year option on a guy who's going to go and kick some ass this season, then leave.
1: Yeah, I mean that's you got to look too. Who's already left? Zach Allen, Byron Murphy. Bye bye. Like I mean, your your defense is already behind the eight ball.
0: It's it is a simple answer for me. The simple answer is yes, because really, what harm is it in saying yes? Why wouldn't you do it? Right? Okay. Oh, we have that extra year of Isaiah Simmons. He's not a bad football player. Yeah. He's not, he is not like hurting your team when he's out there. He might have some plays that aren't great, mm-hmm. but it's not like you can't be a winning football team with Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. So you can't have another Hassan Reddick situation. Yeah.
1: And I think what you need to do, what they need to do if they want, want to pick it up, they just need to not have him think. And it sounds so dumb to say that, but it's like quit trying to experiment with a green dot. Move over. Let them just think and go, or not. But is that on him,
0: or is that on? Is that on? Hey, man, they're asking me to do everything, and my ego's going to tell them that I can do it.
1: But he's got to. But he has to, in himself, be like, yeah, I think maybe we should have. Thrown it this way. Th- I mean, you've got to be straight up. If you feel like you're being underutilized, you need to say something too.
0: Is it under you? Is it under or over or just wrong? Just I mean, yeah. I think, like you're a player, you yeah. you physically cannot control where you are told to line up. Mm-hmm. You can't go against the play and just do what you want. Mm-hmm. The NFL would look very different. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons is a product of his environment, and he's still been able to succeed in it. I I don't I don't think that the no even close to outweighs the yes. But that's that's my opinion on somebody mm-hmm. that I'm not 100% in on, on a player. Mm-hmm. I don't think Isaiah Simmons is going to be a building block for the next 10 years for the Cardinals. Hell, I might trust Zaven Collins a little bit more at this point. I do. He had a really good season.
1: Zaven's a captain in
0: the making. I just, I don't, I don't see the harm in doing it. Not that... Like if he has a bad season, you're you're with him for another season. Fine. Yeah. Who's gonna fault you? Yeah. Who's gonna fault He's you? He's a for top ten pick. A, a top ten pick who's mm-hmm. produced already in his career, mm-hmm. and that's why I've never understood all the all these articles on these mass fifth year options, <laughs> and, sh- and they always have Simmons no. And it blows my mind because he's better than half the people who they're saying yes on.
1: Yeah, I think it just I think I think the new regime has a lot to do with that. I think it's just, hey, we don't know where we're gonna put him and he's not our guy. So there's more i think it's just there's a big chance that they said, Yeah, we're just gonna move on from him.
0: Well, you can add it to the list of things that the Cardinals need to figure out in the next couple of weeks. Tyler, we're in April.
1: But before we get to that, one more thing. New uniforms. Reported. That is true. We're reported. So Kyle Odegaard reported that there will be new uniforms eventually. So with that, we'll just end it real quick. Give me the date that you think these uh, uniforms are getting released.
0: Draft day, twenty seventh. Twenty seventh morning, because <laughs> you've seen the hat. Yeah, you've there's seen some the yellow. There's some extra yellow you've in there. Got, you've got to. You've got to release the jerseys if you're going to tease all that beforehand, and it'd be a cool way to get hyped. Like, who's going to be wearing our new jersey? You'll find out tonight. Mm-hmm.
1: Bang. Mm-hmm.
0: Hire me, Cardinals.
1: I'm going to go... Okay, I'm going the 20th. 20th?
0: Yep. Okay. So if it's any time before then, you win. Any time after it, I win? Sure. We'll, we'll stick within the month. If it goes out of April, then we'll, we'll call it Because <laughs> we'll that's a little bit unfair for you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go a week out so they can get uh, all their eggs in a basket so that they can really hit draft day hard.
0: I feel like... When it comes to the jersey, I think they already have it. Like I think they already know it. Yeah. I think they're just waiting. And they might just try to capitalize on that draft hype. And you're going to be there covering yes. the draft hype. Whoever the newest Cardinal is, you will be there to find out first. So you can follow Tyler at Drake 4 That's the number 4 Drake tdrake4sports on Twitter. I'm telling you, man. I, I cannot believe. I'm serious. I cannot believe the amount of just information and content you get from Tyler. Not just on the Cardinals. He'll cover the D backs for you. Oh, you want a little bit of Masters coverage? Bam. You got your <laughs> Masters coverage. You got all of it at T Drake for Sports. Of all trades. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. Download us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Give us five stars, review. All of that makes a big difference, so we appreciate it if you do it. You do can it. follow me at Eric with a K, Ruby. That's Eric Ruby. Instead of a C on Twitter. And of course, until all of this is figured out, until we know more about Kyler, until we know more about Isaiah, until that draft actually hits, please
2: just remember it's sports, so enjoy football. <laughs>